six. Hello everybody and welcome to the Friday film. I always take Mark by surprise when I do this for some reason. <laughs> it's it's like you're like, hey, let's go over. Oh wait, I've done something. Uh right, ready? <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. I'm fucking That's how I do it. It's the act of surprise to get in here. It gets us on the right well, move. It does it does get you on the back foot, so you're basically just like, oh, I've got to, got to act. <laughs> Pretend you're human, Mark. Pretend you're human. As you may have noticed today, there's only two of us. Wait, wait, wait isn't there usually two of us? <laughs> oh, no, wait, no. We're, we're missing someone. I don't know who, but it doesn't feel quite right. Michael! <laughs> so our good friend Michael is moving today. As we speak, he should be somewhere else. Don't know where it is. I can't remember. But... Good luck on your move. If he ever watches us, ever. Yeah, Michael. Uh, uh, I don't. I only don't see you in the chat. Like, where are you? <laughs> Priorities. Come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't be seeing Michael for a few weeks till he gets his internet set back up and whatnot. So it's just going to be us two. Shame for you. Yeah. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> no more of um, Michael's amazing robotic internet really playing up to the fact he's the android of the oh, group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the android of the group, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it does work for him so well. Tomo arigato. So today, we decided to watch Street Fighter. Yeah, we decided to watch it. Um, it was kind of a <laughs> uh, last-minute thing where I was just like, you know what, let's not watch anything depressing, anything crappy. Let's just continue the trend of daft video game movies that we've been on the past few weeks. And you also wanted to discuss video yes, game I movies did. as a whole. So this fits in with your fucking question you dropped in us out of nowhere last time. Yes, it does. That's that's what I'm like. I Something will pop out of my head and then I'll just throw it to you. And that's how yep. my life goes. And, and we just got to catch it. Like, there's no, there's no option here. <laughs> it's like, it's coming. Yeah. So, did you have a look at the idea of any good video game films on and why video game films tend to not translate? Did they do any research? I mean, like, are you trying to tell me that Street Fighter is not the best video game movie of all time? Oh, no, it is. It's like, I have I watched it today and went, yep, I realize, I remember why I love this film. It is ridiculous. Yep. It's so good. Right, okay. So, in my personal opinion, the major reason that a lot of video game movies don't land is because most of the video games they're based on don't actually have anything, like, stable enough to really kind of bring out a good story like if you're talking about films like mortal kombat or mario brothers like essentially the studios just had to throw out whatever they were given and just place these characters into some scenario right can you think of a good one because the only one i can think of that actually managed to pull off a convincingly good movie and still kind of utilize a lot of the video game logic was the brookheimer's uh, Prince of Persia? Yes. Yes. On that note, for me, I felt the Assassin's Creed film with Michael Fassbender was okay. And okay in this genre <laughs> is good, considering how bad the rest is. It's like... No, no. I asked you to tell me a good movie. Street not, Fighter. Not, not... Street Fighter. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, so this is where, like, in my opinion, Street Fighter actually creates a good film because it knows fine well from the get-go that it cannot make a good Street Fighter film. Right? It doesn't want to make a good Street Fighter oh. film. <laughs> what it wants to do is make a comedy parody of dictatorships. <laughs> I think is, is the whole the whole shtick they were going for, and that just somehow twisted itself into being a Street Fighter film, and it, it works, works weirdly because because well. no one cares. Like if anyone's going there, going, oh, he didn't do a fireball. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Get the fuck Thomas out. put a good one over there saying that he thought the Lara Croft film was good. Which one? The newest one, I'm guessing. I don't think he's talking about Angelina Jolie film. Are you Thomas? Because like, because like Tomb Tomb Raider, like uh, Lara Croft. I think it was called. Yeah, The Adventures of Lara Croft or something. Newest one. Yes. Um. All right. Oh, right. Okay. I think the Angelina Jolie one is actually better than the newer one. Oh, that's a hot take right there. Because again, the. Like the Angelina Jolie one is just like schlocky action nonsense, whereas the the newer one tries to like have a plot but fails to have a plot. If you get what I mean, I have never seen it, so I don't really have an opinion for ones. I looked at it and went, uh, "This looks a bit too gritty for me." 
it's not. It's it's really not. I, I can't, like I have seen this movie and I honestly couldn't tell you what the plot was outside of that she's looking for something that links to her dad and then there's some other people who know stuff about what her dad was up to and she becomes an archaeologist or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's Okay, here's a question <sighs> then for you on that note. Which game do you think would translate well into a movie? Uh well so I think games that are already quite established storylines would translate quite well. Things I mean, obviously like you're talking about your stuff Party, like... Last of Us, things like that. Yeah. yeah, They they would be easy to translate into films because the gameplay in those games are tertiary, right? When you think about it, other video games, like if you, if you said to um, Shigeru Miyamoto, what was your primary design goal when making Mario Brothers? You'd be like, well, the gameplay, because that's what it's about. Right, it's it's not about the story of a plumber coming <laughs> to save a princess, right? No one cares. Whereas, if you think about the Naughty Dog one, I'm assuming a hundred percent that someone made a script first, and that game engine and the, all the mechanics came way after. Yeah. Like, because all they are is push forward and press X. Like those functions are built into Unreal Engine. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to try here, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Let's play this interactive movie. Um, any of the David. What's, what's the guy's name with that heavy rain? David Cage. No, like, right. So your problem there is uh, exactly what we were just talking about. A good story. I, I, did, you um, not like, did he not do Detroit Becoming Human? I like that. I don't want to, I don't want to get into it, Chris, okay. because oh. it's, it's, it's political matters that I would not like to discuss in a, <laughs> on a fun little podcast. And <laughs> David Cage, maybe just stay the fuck away from storylines <laughs> like that. And maybe learn his fucking role. You know what I mean? Like, fuck me. Like, right. see if you could maybe finish a game without it going completely batshit nanas and having. I liked Fahrenheit <sighs> for that though. I thought Fahrenheit went nutty so well because I was I was only a teenager when I played. I was like, "What is this madness?" And you got to press X to have sex, and I was like, "This is fucking banging, man! <laughs> this is so good." <laughs> Oh no, and then it became X to Jason. So. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that X button's seen it all, it apparently. The game world for me that I would love to see translated over is Elder mm-hmm. Scrolls because I think it gives you a world with no stories that you can build whatever story you want in it. But how would you make that any different from every other fantasy movie that's out there right now, like your Lord of the Rings and all that kind of fish? You have Ike the Liar in it. There you go. Oh. <laughs> it's just you that's just, same with you and Fallout isn't it it's like well there's this one, yes, one character yes. that is uh... no, I, I think the lore of Elder Scrolls is different enough that as long as you play from the lore of that game you could actually mm-hmm. make an interesting story even though it will just be a stereotypical fantasy film but when was the last time yeah. you've seen a big fantasy film like, like that like kind of medieval fantasy movie well they cost too much yeah. to make is the problem right because I'm trying to think of one that was made on a budget and was surprisingly okay, and I fucking oh. can't remember the name of it. Now. No, there was a there was a kind of a weird dark fantasy film that came out maybe about like 2008. What was it called again? You remember the one where he fights like a giant like fiery Balrog at the end? Am I oh. like uh, what the fuck was this movie called? Someone. Someone else help me out. I'm gonna have to Google it at some point. I... But there was one like that. Like it was kind of almost Dark Souls esque because it was quite like a, a plagued land and there was like a big boss fight at the yeah. end and all that kind of stuff and uh, it was it was decent. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I still want to see an Elder Scrolls one. I'd really do. Well, but again, Elder Scrolls. This is the problem. With Elder Scrolls is it's. Um, uh, Thomas just said Crabat. Crabat, nope. <laughs> that sounds like a, a good combination of a crab and a bat into one ultimate superhero. Um, I'm just gonna start googling. Yeah, yeah, I'm, well. I'm not. I'm not gonna stop. Right. <laughs> but what I would really like to have seen a Silent Hill movie. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, yeah. they made one. Oh no. <laughs> Where the director literally lifted scenes from the game as camera angles, huh. but for got to actually hire someone who could write a story and got that guy who is now in jail for manslaughter who worked on quite a couple of quentin tarantino oh films my goodness. I, what the fuck was his name again I he was a prick i think the problem with game film 
films to games is is doing stuff like that. They focus on the look of the game so much that they think they can get by on as long as it looks like the game. Or like have this sense right. of the game. As you're saying, last Silent Hill film, oh, they put all the camera angles from the game and it was, yo, oh, like, you remember this bit going through the hole? But that only works in context of everything else. Like if you just throw that in, yeah. it's just, because it's film-wise, it's an odd camera angle. If you've seen that normally, you'd mm-hmm. be like, that doesn't look right. So to have it out of yeah. context of just, oh, like, it's a throwback to the game doesn't make sense. Yeah, and especially when, like, because the whole aspect of, like, the Silent Hill games was that the storylines were quite complicated and reflected a lot of yeah. cinema. And then when it comes to the cinema version, it's as dumbed down as it possibly can be to, like, oh, it's it's witches and they're going to burn you. We're evil. Hex on you. And it's like, that's not the point <laughs> like you've, you've skipped the whole fucking point and just copied the look that's the it's, it's a shell that's the cinema thing that i have annoyance with when it comes to audiences that this attitude that we're all stupid as well yes. because me and don had this big discussion about the witcher because the witcher got a lot of criticism when it first came out from the way it did its time so it's it's time all oh, right because all it's over like... the place because it made sense to the story they were telling because they didn't want you to know exactly what was going on when it was going on. So that when it, the big reveal yeah. happened, you're like, I put a wee bit of that together. And people were like, oh, they should have just... Because it got rated really low by reviewers because they watched episode one, then watched episode seven. And went, that didn't make sense. Of course it didn't. You didn't watch yeah. it. I like the, the taking away the holding your hand aspect of it because then you can create an interesting yes. story. And I think gaming and films they have that attitude of we need to lay everything out a bit too much for you well i think i think the main problem is is the people who are buying up the licenses for video game movies in general are just companies that are looking to make a quick buck right so they don't really care what comes out the other side right they may put like a press release going oh we're we're really big fans of the the games and we want to uh, uh, capture the world in essence but they don't care right they're 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 paying the cheapest writer they can find and the cheapest director they can find to go in and do it. That's why, like, uh, it's been known for the longest time that the Metal Gear movie has been like in production, but it will never leave production because I think it's a uh, what's his name, uh, Voight Roberts or something. The guy who did like Kong Sky Sky Island. Okay. He 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 wants to direct it and he's been working with Kojima on it, but literally no studio will pay up to make the amount of money that's needed yeah. for that movie to come out and the biggest problem with that film is that's feast or famine you're either going to be one of the biggest films ever made or you're going to make nothing there's no in between with that it's like it's so just in that line i would actually quite like to see the like, a film version of death stranding yes I, cause because the game mechanics of that game is so non part of the game it's, like, it's just like it's there yeah. to get you from storyline to storyline i mean technically we have a film version of death stranding it's called the postman starring sam neil <laughs> <laughs> have you ever no. seen this film post-apocalyptic landscape where he delivers oh, yeah. uh letters and packages and stuff yeah so i think that is a good opportunity to move on to the film we watched i've been trying to do segues and i did Three. You're so bad. No, no, no. I did three <laughs> in our last Simpsons episode, which is a shame because people won't see that till the end of August. But I done three. Oh, to learn how you've progressed. <laughs> I did three amazing segues between each of the episodes, and apparently between Tuesday and now, I have forgot how to. So next week, right. for for Thomas and Thomas alone, I found the film <laughs> that I was looking for. <laughs> it's called Solomon Kane. If oh, anyone's ever I've seen, seen it, that, actually. Yeah, that was okay. That was not too bad. Decent budget, dark fantasy film. So maybe you can get what you want, Chris, oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as someone's willing to work within their means. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But so on to a good, good film, because it is a good film. All right. Oh, so... I'll have anyone. Anyone can come fucking fight me, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> right. Um. So for anyone who hasn't seen it. This is you want to no Street Fighter, and then try and explain this film in the context of a Street Fighter film is the funniest thing in the world. Right. Okay, so so if you're familiar with Street Fighter, you'll you'll know the characters, <laughs> and 
and that's it. Um, it has the most tenuous link to the Street Fighter world, and it's beautiful because of it. Because this person clearly just wanted to make a parody comedy film, uh, sort of in the the vein of like uh, uh, Hot Shots, yeah, or something <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> right, right. But he was like, ah, fuck it, I could probably slide this into this other film they're making me do, and he got away with it. Like, um, so the Street Fighter movie is essentially set around. The is it they call it the country of Shadowloo? Yes, I think is it, Shadowloo. A, is it a country? I think it's a country. Because like I know because because obviously in the game Shadowloo is an organization. It's basically just um kind of those like mm. dark underground organizations designed to world conquest. But in this one, it's like a Southern American sort of no, state. It's an, I would it's assume. Like Asia. It's like a. Su- is yeah. it Asia right? Because it's it's very complicated landscape yeah. they've got out there and um. Language and culture keep shifting every scene to scene, but obviously they paid a lot of attention to their like a set production or whatever. Right, I need to actually bring up the the Street Fighter IMDb because like there's going to be a lot of things that I'm not going to remember the person's name for, but I'm sure I've seen them in things before, you know. (laughs) So right, so this film is set in this fictitious place called uh, Shadowloo. Where um, General M. Bison is essentially the topic of world news, where that, he, that people are fearing that he's going to become some sort of like superpower, and he's 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 kidnapped a bunch of people, and he's putting them up for ransom because he basically wants was it twenty billion yes. or two billion or something? It goes full Doctor Evil, you know. Yes, twenty billion, billion dollar. Because <laughs> because he wants to like make his empire like massive, um, and turn it into a proper proper place because it actually has its own currency in the working and all that kind of stuff. But oddly, when you, you see the, the vision of his world, I'm like, is he just doing all this to build the most extravagant shopping centre in the world? Because he talks about <laughs> right. the food court a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll, we'll get to that kind of thing because I think that's, that's this fucking, that's where the satire really like shines is when we kind of get to see the parts of Bison's dictatorship. Like, because it's it's kind of obvious that he's not necessarily good at being a dictator, but what he's really good at is selling pyramid schemes. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like that's that's his thing. Is like he just kind of wants to convince people to invest in bison. Like that's his his whole goal. Yeah, but as he says, we get the Americans. Uh, just not just the Americans. They're the world police, yeah, I guess, because yeah. they're all from all all different um, nations. So it's like the UN almost, but a more actively fighting UN. Uh... Yeah, the A and yeah, but they uh they they come in with a uh, Guile as their leader and Cami as the second in command and the whole host of other Street Fighter characters you don't even notice or recognize, and they're there to stop Bison by any means necessary. Uh, not not street fighting though. They won't stop him by street fighting. <laughs> just just if anyone came into this film expecting street fighting, you get one scene maybe. Yeah, and does it even count? No, like. Like, cause I really want to talk about like, that's kind of like our first introduction to some of the main characters is this um, really badly put together cage fight. Yeah. The, the no <laughs> fight got... though. When you watch it, like, there's yeah. like, no fighting in it. And so it's basically like this really like sexy scene where we've got Vega and um, Ryu getting their clothes off and then just like posing at each other for a bit <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like wow and all the fans are cheering them on like all the old ladies are like yeah get your shirt off <laughs> the best part of that is when Ryu takes his it's his pull off him that woman's like nope yep. don't like Vega he holds the sign that says Vega and he's like what he's so shocked that guy looks like Vega um, though, but give him his dude. They just hired an actor to look like him, and he looks a spit of him. Like dude looks oh, apart. So good, but uh, like another thing that I think really works well to show the kind of like this is aiming for parody and comedy is that they kind of almost ape like Starship Troopers. Not I kind of have that same sort of like feel with Starship Troopers, kind of like or a Verhoeven style film where it's all these kind of like big like exposition parts and stuff and there's always a a fun little voice yeah, there's always a tannoy and... no matter where they yeah. are there's a tannoy the best tannoy bit and it was a bit that i noticed it was ken and Rio are going to the refugee camp because gail needs to guilt trip them and they've been don't be bad be good and there's a tannoy going welcome to the refugee camp refugees come this way you're refugees 
remember refugees i'm like this happens constantly <laughs> it's just like it's so funny because there's one in um the for the an and one for shadowloo yeah. and they always just seem to pop in because there's one that's like um it's kind of making fun of uh, Viet- good morning yeah. Vietnam. <laughs> it's just your good morning Shadaloo. <laughs> As the little little boat goes past, like in the same water. You're just One like, of the best oh my best God. ones of that was in um, the in Bison Space, and it's all the guards getting shot. It's like remember your healthcare is your responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to keep keep on top of your healthcare plan as they're all getting fucking yeah. shot up. So it's so brilliant. funny. It's so good. But like, I honestly never noticed how much of a comedy film this was when i was a kid like i i feel like i it just went over my head like i wasn't ready for that kind of like level of subtlety in a parody like i was used to stuff like hot shots but this one just kind of like the characters themselves never recognize they're in a comedy so it's never that like fourth wall breaking moment up here haha it's <laughs> the british comedy thing of the reason it's funny is the context of what they're saying is out of whack. Yeah. So everything they see is serious because they believe in everything they're saying, but they're saying ridiculous that, things. That's the bit where it comes to the front, like you said before, that part where he's, he's looking over the grand like building of Shadowloo, right? And he's like, he's like, hmm, yes, but the food court should be larger because we're going to get all the major corporations <laughs> to come. <laughs> it's like... His main concern of his empire is Starbucks going to be in his yeah. food court kind of thing. Like that's that's what he's thinking about, and it's such a a fun kind of like play yeah. on like um like you know Americanization of like other regions yeah. and stuff like that. It's 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 so funny. Like it's basically gentrification is what he's yeah. talking about <laughs> rather than world domination. <laughs> Like I, I just want to take the the slums because the architecture there, mwah, it's so good. <laughs> um, but I tell you what, like Ra- Raul Julia, right? Wow, he put in a performance here, right? Like an amazing you know performance as M Bison. What that was, that was somebody that they went to him. We need you to do this role, and we've got like a barrel of, barrel of money to give you. Do what you wish, and he went, yes. And he plays it up so because it feels like he doesn't know who M. Bison is, and he just goes, "So he's this super villain who wants to take over the world and start his own country." And he's like, "Right, I know exactly what to do with this." And it's completely anti M. Bison feel because M. Bison is the most boring villain in the world because it's yeah, he's like no lines of dialogue, just stands, and goes ah oh, ah oh, oh, all the time, and like mm, whatever, boring. Get fucking. Um, Gomez Adams oh. and, and get him to... <laughs> like... I want to know the conversation that it took him to get Jean-Claude Van Damme at that point in time, the Gale, because he was still kind of at a decent point in his career, and then they went, mm-hmm. what we need you to do is play an American, but be French, well Belgian, be French and Belgian as much as you like, but you've got to be this American yeah. guy, and you're going to go to war because they captured your pal that they're turning into a green monster work with yep. it and he went yes we're going to make you ginger gotcha. as well for some reason they made him ginger <laughs> yeah because they couldn't finish bleaching his hair in time um <laughs> by the looks of things i love his performance in this as well to be fair i think it's the most fun jean-claude van damme performance outside of his later years basically who he was yes. in street fighter he played guile just for reference he started basically being that character when it he went nuts and realised, I can't make money anymore, so I'm going to make ridiculous things. That's the character he plays. That kind of nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I am going to say the most ridiculous things at any given moment because it's fun. And it kind of, yes. you see it start here. Because before that, he was like a this... serious martial art action star. But in this film, he's still really good at doing oh, martial yeah. arts and like all the stunts. Like Everyone else gets like hard cut because they can't oh. obviously do their yeah. things apart from maybe him and um maybe byron man because byron man was was uh played Ryu. Right. yeah 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 and um, he's really good in that like i've, I've seen him and stuff I, I forgot like that's who he was because i've seen him in like uh I, I fucking love altered carbon yep you know the netflix show he's he's in that as one of the I'm sure he's one of Takeshi Kovacs kind of bodies from the I past. I'm pretty sure he's in Dr. Robot. Mr. Robot, sorry. Mr. Robot, is that No, the sorry, Netflix? sorry, no. He's in the big short. That's it. 
in the big short he plays one of the bankers that the main character goes to talk to about how corrupt it is and he's like mate by this time tomorrow i'll own everything that you have and he's the most slimy horrible person in the world and i'm like oh my god you're with you yep but he's 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 really good yeah. in this film as well like because what I love is the characters of Ryu and Ken, who are obviously like the poster boys of Street Fighter. And this one, they're not necessarily the good guys yeah. either. They just they're just two guys trying to like get away with a kind of a deal or like trying to figure out their own path. And they just they just kind of get in the middle of it and just fuck about. And they're just, they they don't take sides ever. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, it's like they just went. We don't know nothing about who these people are, so we're just going to have them as kind of. A smuggler type people that's kind of what they're like they're a bit of a thief but uh because because they, they were trying to like sell guns yeah. to sagat were toy, for some sort <laughs> of reason guns. but <laughs> yep <laughs> sell them like nerf yeah. guns or, or ball right. launchers and there's stuff something like that. i need to bring up on this since we're talking about like kind of fighting and stuff there was a scene mm -hmm. and i showed it to you earlier like i even took a screenshot i should have had it here to show everybody there is an actor in the background of sagat's entourage he's called Ber Benny Ucrudez, not very good at pronouncing his name, and that name will not be familiar to most people, but he was in a Jackie Chan film called Wheels on Meals, and he actually directed the stunts for Roadhouse, Con Air, and a lot of other things, he was like a part of the stunt team. That fight he has in Wheels on Meals is one of the greatest Jackie Chan fights ever. If you've not watched it, watch the final fight and watch them kick lumps out each other. Basically, they had a discussion, yep. and they went, we want this fight to feel real. And they went, well, don't pull your punch. We will hit each other. Yeah. And it's just, it's really visceral, and it's very Jackie Chan. It's early 80s Jackie Chan. And it's a shame, because I feel like he should have been more prominent. If you're going to put him in it, put him in it, because the guy is like <laughs> well, next-level fighter. And if, if can you go? I feel like yeah, you should have had like an actual proper yeah. fight scene. But there's a but there's a lot like there's actually a lot of bit pack bit part characters in this thing, right? Who are actors from other kind of bigger properties, but they just kind of they use them for silly bit parts. One of the, my my favorite thing in this is there's a guy called um, Roshan Seth. Are you familiar with the actor? Oh. Right. Okay. So he in Street Fair. Uh, plays the the scientist who's working on yeah, Blanca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and, and you know what character yeah, yeah, he is, yeah, right? Dal he's Dal he's Dal technically Dalsim, yeah. Dalsim, right? Do you know what role he was quite famous for? No. Can you guess? <laughs> I mean, just no, in, in your head, if you had to guess someone who you were like, oh, we need someone to play Dalsim, right? Who would you pick? <laughs> like, oh my God, did he play Gandhi or something? <laughs> He played Gandhi. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! So, yes. so went, the dude that played an Indian man and a like like that, like oh my god! Literally, like because every everyone used to have like the the stupid nickname for Dalsim was like Bendy yeah, yeah, Gandhi yeah, 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 or something because yeah. they couldn't really figure it out, right? Okay, but literally they got the guy who played Gandhi <laughs> from the 1982 film <laughs> to come in and play Dalsim. <laughs> Oh man, everything about this film just makes us so much more extra, and I love it. It's so good. <laughs> right, I I need to talk about my my one, my kind of one criticism with this before I burst into tears. I wish the fighting in it was just ratcheted up a notch. It's it's my one criticism. It's the fighting in this. Outside of watching Van Damme, I actually been able to fully extend his leg compared to most of the cast. No. The fighting was yeah. so dull. But they had to like in certain sections try and make the fighting look a bit more like the video games, right? Okay, so they had those kind of like lunge kicks that go across the they screen, daft little uppercuts and stuff. It's like it's fun. Yeah, I did my right? name. It was a lot of some of the other just bits of the fights. See, when they did like the character stuff of the fights from the video game, they were brilliant. I loved them. But a lot of the other fighting in it was so just really like, come on, you've got a guy that fought Jackie Chan and the wings. I'm pretty sure he has some comments on how to make your fight look a wee bit better. Mm. Yeah, it, it but, was my um, only criticism is because, like, see, watching Chung Li fight, I'm just like, 
and she doesn't feel powerful when Chung Lee's whole big thing is she is quite powerful when it comes to kicking people. I don't know. It's 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 a cool scene though because like literally Bison is just like that. This scene in particular, like, I want to talk about that. Right? <laughs> I love this yes. scene because see this like let's start with the set. The set is gorgeous. Every set right? in this thing, I was noticing this when I was watching it. See the production value on their locations. Mm -hmm. See the pit with the hostages in it, when you start looking at it, you go, no, they built basically the main hall of a secret yeah. base with all the tiers mm -hmm. of people can stand, all the doors. I'm like, how did they even? Yeah. This is... That's not a painting. No. Like, that's an actual full thing. But like, so, so Bison's room, right? It's got all... It's fucking loaded with iconography of M. Bison, right? We're talking like portraits in every single horse? style pack. Pa parody portraits of like different artists and and uh, like portrait painters across like generations loaded with it and everything has a shadowloo yes. logo on it his fucking cocktail stirrer <laughs> has a shadowloo logo on i it, want right? to know the brand guy that makes him like because like wow it's 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 just dripping with like self-importance yeah. and that is so good. Like, it, you get the character instantly, and then he starts to talk. And he ha it's like this, the dialogue between him and Chun-Li is superb, where she explains how he came to her village, and she killed off her father and everyone else around it. And he goes, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember. And she's like, what do you mean? Well, he's like, well, when the day that Bison graced your village, it was the most important time of your life. But for me... It was Tuesday. Oh, it's fucking. <laughs> Do you know what makes that so much better? Is see the setup to it of him being so dismissive to everything she's saying because she's smug about it. She's so mm -hmm. smug about how these farmers pushed you back. We are the better than you because our small village fucked you over. And he's just going. And he's you like, want a drink? Who? He's like, drink. Hey. Yeah. Who, who are these people? Like, <laughs> did I do that? It could have been me. I suppose I have done that. I love <laughs> but it's the him changing, though, when he goes by the thing. Oh, and then he changes his hat. In fact, he's got his casual hat. Even better, see, when he goes back to fight like Gail later on, he puts back on his formal hat for fighting. <laughs> Gold. Yeah, he's fighting hat but like everything in that scene i'm saying like Every, yeah. everything as you say like going to that bit to kind of get like his clothes changed but his clothes change is essentially just similar but it's now a robe yeah, yeah, and like a smoking jacket on that's kind of like the difference like and and the the fact that he just like talks to her as if she's nothing and then she just turns around and goes well i basically studied every martial arts style in the world so that i knew i could get my revenge on you someday and he's like yeah but you're just a woman. You're yeah. not going to do it. And then she fucking fly kicks the <laughs> shit out of him, knocks him about the room, puts him through a fireplace and everything. <laughs> it's just like, but she gets distracted because all her friends try to come in and save her, but she's too busy kicking his ass. Do you know what? I love oh, his fireplace. So well it's like, that's just oh, some, um, this big skull and it kind of works. And it's a fact that everything in that room works. Like when he changes the lights and everything, I'm like, that's just fucking brilliant. Oh, and the the like little safe room he's got off to the side, and then how there's like there's, there's gas. like gas intake <laughs> stuff. And everyone's just like, what the fuck? It's uh everything about it is like um like a Saturday morning cartoon villain, yeah, oh right? God, yeah. Like it's the kind of it's the kind of thing you would set up for like a massive big long TV show, but this is for one scene, right? This this thing is so well engineered. You just know <laughs> he's got a button with a pet. He just couldn't get to the button in time. Yep, yep, just to drop them yeah. all in <laughs> into the Sphinx. But he, he does that later on as well when he's, um, like, uh, as when, it's when Giles yeah, approaches. Yeah, it's when he comes up and then the, the spikes come out because they're releasing the beast from uh -huh. down. I'm like, yep. I love the idea that he built this base and had to go to the contractors. Right, what I need is a lift. I need an elevator. Mm. But when it hits the top, I need swords to come out the ground. <laughs> yep. But everything he does is oh, extra. Yeah. Like, he has uh, a flying platform yep. that is just for him moving around the arena, despite the fact that later on he reveals that he himself can like actually fly. just fly if he wants to, <laughs> using the same propulsion technology. But it's all for a grand gesture, essentially, everything he does. And he has one of the most wonderful bits of technology. Yes. He has a minefield that is controlled by an arcade cabinet sticks up. <laughs> Two-player, nonetheless. Yes. I like how he has to move it about for basically pressing a button to let go of the chain. 
like could you not just like let them run into them they look like proximity yeah. mines regardless <laughs> There was another Capcom mention then, and uh, that I didn't notice when I watched on HB, and it was see when Chung Lee, E Honda, and Balrog, I think he's the boxer. Boxer's called Balrog. No. Yes. See when they're doing their performance. The the tub that she gets put in has a Capcom lid, and I was like, I never ever noticed that. So I was like, yeah, Capcom. Nice. So um, a little bit of trivia because I I don't know if you know this essentially, but. The reason why the names are so confusing is because the original Japanese version, Balrog was Vega because Balrog meant like beast and like obviously he's the pretty boy so it was a, it was a parody type thing. M. Bison was the boxer because he was Mike Bison. Bison. Yeah. Right. So, But they couldn't do that because they knew that in America they would just be found out in one second so they changed the names to their characters. Yep. yep. And yeah, obviously Vega was M. Bison because he was just larger than life kind of character, but yeah, that was a uh, that was confusing for most people <laughs> figuring out like why these characters had such strange names. But M Bison is basically just Mike yeah. Tyson. Uh, uh, that's cool. Uh, he's just like I just love though, like the fact that like this character who is like so larger than life has convinced all these other people to fight for him. But it's for totally different yeah. reasons. Like, um, he has this cast of, like, all the other kind of, like, characters you may have forgotten from um, Street DJ. Fighter. Like, not even ones that were bad guys. He had, DJ. like, DJ, yep. Zangief. Um, oh. <laughs> and, but these guys have amazing lines oh. of dialogue, right? They don't, they're not even outshined in any way. There's, like, a part that I love from DJ. You know, where he's, like, um, He's escaping from the it's base, like, and he's just grabbing everything. I should have just stayed at Microsoft. <laughs> yes. I feel... He's gone from one evil corporation to I another. I like... so bad for Zangief, though. He has revelation. He has a good arc, because he just has, like, as... Yeah, because he's, he's, he's not a bad he's guy. A bit he doesn't dim. want to be the bad guy. He's just a bit dim. He didn't know. <laughs> He thought he was doing it for the the, the, the good old Russian way, you know, <laughs> fighting for freedom and we're, uniting everyone. It's his conversation with um, DJ was just like, yeah, why are you running? We must stay and fight for freedom and peace in the world. And he's like, mate, we're the bad guys. They're the good guys. They come from all over the world to stop us. And he's like, we're the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has, a God, he has a Godzilla fight with freaking Honda. <laughs> That bit is so good because it's like it's, it, it's just the fact that like you don't you don't, you don't expect it because they're just brawling away and then they somehow get into that boardroom <laughs> with them with the model yes. version of Shadowloo and then they're fighting on top of it and like the, it's the two Japanese officers from the the AM yeah, yeah, yeah. they're called and they're just they're they're checking on the cameras and stuff to see what's happening and they just they're just two of them are watching it going what because <laughs> it looks like a Godzilla fight to them. <laughs> Just like, what? Uh, <laughs> I like the fact that they slam each other through a steel floor to start all this yes. off. <laughs> it just kind of bends. So <laughs> this is the weird bit of this film, and I'm going to go right back to the beginning. Intro with this film sets up a film that is not what this film is. That intro with the, no. the kind of newsreel sets up as quite a serious war movie. Like, you go, oh, this is, this is going to be some heavy shit. And then it cut, as you're saying, it cuts to Vega and Ryu having a fucking topless fight in airsoft rifles. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the news segments all the way through. I thought they were quite fun, mm -hmm. actually, of a way to just kind of tell the story, get it moving on. And I really enjoyed, um, it was a really good scene of Gail's speech to the AN. Because it, oh, because yeah, it was, yeah, it, so it was such a speech you would actually expect in a kind of wartime film when bureaucracy goes, no, we're going to settle. And it's like, yeah, all the people that died, they'll die for nothing, but we can all go home. And he does it so perfectly well, because he's like, I'm not going home. I'm going to get in my wee boat. I'm going to go up that stream, yeah. and I'm going to kick Bison's ass so hard that the <laughs> next wannabe's going to feel it. I'm like, that's fucking gold. Yeah, I love the way that he says it as well. Is like, um, uh, don't worry, because our higher ups have decided just to pay him off yeah. for his crimes <laughs> and stuff like that. It's, like, it's the way he looks at fucking them. Fucking cutting, and the guys feel like, please, no. I mean, technically, at this point, I, I feel 
but I'm not too sure if they're they're like a registered like military force. But essentially, he commits grand oh, treason, yeah. uh, Guillaume, yeah. and steals an army and <laughs> uses it as a militia to go fight <laughs> essentially what is an established country, I guess. I really, no idea. That's what I mean. See, everything about um, Bison's organization. I have no idea what's actually going on here. Like, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's a pyramid scheme salesman because he's convinced people he has a real country. Yeah. He's con- he's printed yeah. money with his face <laughs> on it. <laughs> he tries to give it to Sagat, and then Sagat's like, are you fucking kidding me? Get out. No. And then he forgives him the what? next scene because he's like, well, technically, we didn't die to the people blowing us up, so thank you. <laughs> we'll still hang about. It's the it's the fact that he's like he's like ah, but it'll be worth exactly five whole British pounds when <laughs> when I kidnap the queen and determine the exchange rate. <laughs> Imagine the queen getting kidnapped. You're like, oh fuck, the queen's been kidnapped. Secret service, everybody's on high alert. The ransom letter comes through because you know, and it's like, what we want is a bad exchange rate. <laughs> They're like, yep. what, what? Yep. <laughs> Bison dollars better be in every currency exchange across the country by next week, or your fucking queen's getting it. Yeah. Oh man, I love. I would love to see another supervillain of that level of ludicrous. Like, it's just so beautifully done. But I don't think we could get somebody to play him like the way he did. No, no, you could not. Like, even if you found someone who was like uh, capable of imitating, like yeah. Raul Julia, like it's, it's just gonna feel hollow yeah. because we know that he he fucking like enjoyed eating the scenery yeah. like that that you can see it in his yeah. face he's just like yes what can i do next <laughs> he's one of those type of actors he's like i can't believe i'm getting paid for this so i'm just mm-hmm. gonna have the best time i can possibly have doing this it's like watching see i've been watching the cornetto trilogy with donna it's like watching simon mm-hmm. Pegg and nick frost people even yeah. when they're doing serious you go Man, they're having the best of times because they know farewell that this is an amazing thing to do. On the note of this film, though, I think you can never get a film like this again because that time, see that kind of mid-90s, was a time mm-hmm. that they just threw money at anybody that wanted it. They were like, I have an idea to make a Street Fighter film. And Street Fighter was huge and popular. There was that time they didn't know if that was going to be good or not, like making a, a gaming film. So they go, here you go, have as much money as you need. Because look at all the... Yeah, yeah. that set with the outside of M. Bison's base, that looks like it's on location somewhere in, like, Asia. Like, honestly, it does. It looks like it's been constructed, like, properly somewhere in a field. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, next to, like, a, I don't know, rice paddy yeah, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, like, that does like that. not look like it's but... in, like, a set in Hollywood somewhere. That looks like they went, this is kind of, like, not as important area you're more than welcome to have your kid on fight scene on it i'm actually gonna because uh, it tells you doesn't it on imdb usually like it actually sometimes tells you whereabouts the production was filmed sometimes but it just uh, really depends who the it. yeah i mean i guess that would actually require like all the, the people who were working on the film to explain all that stuff to okay, someone it was filmed in bangkok filmed in bangkok it was filmed in nice. bangkok is that how they ended up with, like, uh, obviously some of the, the guys from, like, the Jackie Chan films and stuff, then? Uh, possibly, well, Benny Ukadez, I'm pretty sure he's American, but um, mm-hmm. I am unsure. I'm just having, I'm having a quick look at the trivia very quickly. Because I know a lot of, like, uh, martial arts workers move to, like, um, kind of, like, Thailand sort of area and stuff like that as well, did they not? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because if you're into Thai boxing... The film industry was bigger yeah, there. Yeah, because if you're into Thai boxing and you want to make a name for Thai boxing, you go to Thailand and then you're able to move any stunts from there. It's pretty easy to kind of make that transition over. Because uh, we were talking about, is it uh, Thingy Gareth Evans, is it? The yeah, guy yeah. who does the raid <laughs> movies? Because like, he, he, he gets all these people from uh, Bangkok and films in Bangkok and yeah, stuff yeah. as well, because it's where all the, the most of the stunt fighters are nowadays. Yes. One of the best scenes in Street Fighter, just I need to talk about it, is the last second when the Street Fighter logo decides to come up and every one of them do their poses. I, it's like... I just love the... It doesn't make any sense, but it's so fucking... It looks so cool! It looks just so fucking... Do you know what I'd love? See, the, the moment <laughs> after that, because it's like the thing blows up and then they all do it, and then the second after, they're watching them go, so, 
we pub. Just Chun Lee's Let's hit the pub, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Not Chun Lee, sorry, uh, Cammy, who was uh, played by Kylie yeah. Minogue in Australian. <laughs> Again, everyone in this cast is just playing whatever. Yeah. But did you, <gasps> did you, Chris, stay around for the post credits scene? Fuck off. There was a post credits scene? Are you fucking scumbag? You missed it? It's the 90s. They don't do post credits scenes then. I know it was there. It was there. It was. It was so good, right? Okay, so I'll explain the scene to you. Cuts back to the bison base, right? There's smoke everywhere. There's the smashed up um, TV sets and stuff where um, obviously Mr. Bison meets his demise thanks to Gale. Spoilers, everyone. <laughs> but the computer puts back up, and it's a, it's like the little operating system for Shadowloo, and it's like, um, what what task would you like to do today, Mr. Bison? And the cursor goes over, scrolls down through some things, and clicks on world domination. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and it loads up a prompt that's like would you like to retry world domination this <laughs> oh my god they've done it better than marvel like that's how you reintroduce oh. a character ah oh it's so good oh man it actually made me cry laugh i was like no way but everything about this film <sighs> is just so freaking brilliant it's like I really wanted to look for some bad stuff in this when I was watching it. I was like, I was in a grumpy mood. I went, I'm going to find the bad in this. And you know, I didn't. Like, outside the fighting, not being as up to the par that I like. But again, mm-hmm. I love martial art films so much that I, it will criticize almost every fighting if it's not up to like, the standard that I really enjoy. Yeah. But I get why My not. criticism is the fighting is mostly guns. Yeah, oh God, it was... Yeah. It's, it's gunfire. Like... I, there's no street no, fighting it's like i feel like there could have been scenes that they could have just used to have a fight make up having a fight it's like i'd love to see this film again it keep most of the premise the same but have something mm-hmm. to like that whole we need to get people into his organization they look like we don't know where he is or anything he sets up a fighting tournament just have him set up a fight just a little bit on the side yeah and that's yeah, how you something. get ryu and ken in or whatever it's like he's like recruiting for like yeah. generals or something like that in his army, and like you need to kind of come in and like show off your yeah. your might. That would be yeah, cool. And then you could just have a, just... you know like maybe 10, 15 minutes of kind of like a breakdown of a couple of fights of them getting through the tournament. Yeah, because it'd be cool if you like maybe threw in more of the characters from the AN into that sort yeah. of ring. So it was like we're gonna put in as many as you can, see who gets through. Like you could have T Hawk and all that like joining the yeah. ranks, and then them getting put out, and then it's like oh, Gail has to trust the the two. We, like off the shoot kind of characters Ryu and Ken because they're the only ones that qualified yeah it'd be, it'd be I fun think it'd be pretty cool do you know what would be brilliant see for Ryu if they just made them never wear shoes that would just have made his character perfect like well see if they called him Ryu that would have been good I think only Jean-Claude Van Damme calls him Ryu everyone else calls him Ryu yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and that's just because he has European accent probably that's more likely his accent that is pushed it that way yeah. yeah it's just oh it's so funny like ryu yeah. <laughs> like oh no you sound like every kid from the yeah. 90s who couldn't read <laughs> <laughs> right. but yeah it makes me would i would love to see more street fighter stuff in general i'm watching this i get it they're never going to make one as comical as this no. they're never going to do it it's always going to be serious and then the other problem was the animated films are so good Mate, no see the animated film, right, the original one, that gets the Street Fighter oh, feel, yeah, right? Does. That actually, that's actually something that is designed to actually, like, I don't know, increase the brand and not just, like, uh, turn it into some kind of comedy um, special. That but... one, um, is that the one where it starts with Ra- uh, Ryu, I nearly said Ryu there, Ryu fighting <laughs> with Sagat to give Sagat his scar and the lightning and the rain? because i've, I'm I've, I've sure. seen a few street fighter and then animated the... ones and i'm always confused at the timeline because i'm pretty sure that's the one with like uh the fight between like uh chun lee and vega yeah. that is oh, like brilliant fight in the bedroom and then everybody it's, it's so fucking like visceral and awful yeah. you're like oh my god like this the is worst a part, terrible the worst fight. part of that is the stories of people slowly try to go through it because there's meant to be a moment where you get to see more than you should it's like it's a mm-hmm. cartoon they don't draw in those bits if they don't want to show those bits, guys. This is not live action. No. <laughs> that's a great, that's yep. an amazing fight, though. Like, I love the dynamic between because it makes Vega 
even though he's this big handsome guy, feel like such a fucking predator, and it makes that fight really horrible because he's horrible. And then it's all about yep. Ken getting mindwashed, isn't it? At the end, I'm sure. Ryu has uh, Ryu. My God, I'm saying Ryu now. I'm going to say it now to annoy you. <laughs> Ryu. Ryu um, ends up having to fight Ken, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know. Like the movie just. I feel like nothing will work ever again because they won't have um, Andrew Bridzen scree playing Zangief. Oh, <laughs> like, so that's 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 all we need because like his his lines of dialogue every so often just kept this movie going. Best like, one, best one. Oh my god, is this me? So they're gonna blow up Bison and Sagat. This is for everybody at home. Blowing up Bison and Sagat. The Chung Lee Nat set a, a truck full of explosives, and it's gonna barrel into their tent and. They're all gone. So, in true hero style, they leave a video for you to watch instead of just blowing them up. No, no, no. It's it's, it's live. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, live yeah, TV because remember they're, they're the news yeah, crew. Yeah. They're the news so crew. It's a, it's so it's a live they're... feed of them going, well, hello, Sagat Bison. We hate you all and fuck you. We're going to blow you up. And the truck starts going down. I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We need to. And uh, they're all panicking and uh, Zangief just goes, quick, change the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Is the, is the and everyone's just like here. <laughs> they hold that pause for like a second or two too long, and then it's just, it's just fucking bison very calmly going, "Quick, everybody evacuate!" It's like let's just don't yeah. just ignore him. He does. It's just the fight. Does they get paid? Like poor fucking Zangief doesn't even get a wage. I love. I love that. Like, other oh, side thumbs up as well, Thomas yes. says, where he's like, yeah, and Gail has to turn. But that, that line where he, he says it, though, it's like, it's like, he's like, why would you sign up for a bad guy if he's, if he's so evil? He's like, because I got paid millions for this shit. And he's like, you got paid? Got paid? <laughs> I need to know the conversation that Bison had with him and get me signed up. <laughs> well, it was just for for patriotism, of oh, course, fuck. like and the, the peace across the yeah. world, and he was like, "I'm in." <laughs> oh fuck! Do you know what? The reason Zangief worked so well was they didn't use him very often. Like he genuinely no. popped up maybe four times in total in the film, and had probably about like speaking wise, maybe about two minutes of the movie worth of speaking. And every minute he was on screen, he fucking stole the show. Yep. Like, it's it's honestly, um, it's 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 a good use of comedy characters because, like, as I say, my main issue with a lot of comedy films is where they try to make everybody in the film funny. Yeah, that never lands for me. Like your Thor Ragnaroks just piss me off because I'm just like, well, if everyone's funny, no one's funny. It's fucking syndrome, right? <laughs> you know, like, have you seen The Incredibles? Like, fuck off, right? <laughs> It's honestly like, uh, fuck, fuck comedy movies where literally no one is a straight person. Like, I mean, like, 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 uh, this, the straight man is a comedy term for the person who is the brunt of the joke, yeah. you know, um, whereas like, yeah, stuff like that. Cause, cause if you think about it for a second, right? Like, uh, and, and so a movie like Thor Ragnarok, cause it's the only example I can think in my head, the character of Korg, right? Fucking hilarious. If he was a Zangief. Right, if everyone else was going about doing their business and he just turns up and goes, Oh, here's a funny one line, I might, and everyone's like, Ah, buckled, but no, every second, every character that's not funny. That's what this does, right? Because there's funny moments that other characters have, right? But they're not directly playing for laughs, they're not the comedy character, but everything else just lands like that. It's, it's like stuff with um, Gail when Chung Lee escapes, and they're like. Oh, what a disaster! And then he pops his head out and goes, "What a woman!" He's not saying it to be funny because he's actually like, "Yeah, oh, yes," and it's hilarious because one, it's Van Damme speaking, and there's something about Van Damme's delivery of things that is really funny. <laughs> oh, the bit where he like he's like the only kind of really good physical comedy moment he gets is when um, 
he goes up to fight all the bison troopers and he's got the knife and he pulls it out and he's like, yeah, let's go. And all of them start backing off and he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just the smugness on his face of like, yes. uh-huh, you're scared of me, aren't you? And it just cuts behind and there's like an entire army of people with guns pointed at them and he's just like, it's the way he puts his knife yep. away. It kind of goes, <laughs> it's just kind of like, this never happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one can see behind me. It's like, see, that kind of thing yeah. where you, you just you spread your characters out and you give them all a unique yeah. way to be entertaining and funny and somehow this fucking movie does it and i'm really surprised it's like it. honda getting whipped out of nowhere it becomes the one of the funniest scenes of him just chilled the fuck out going he's, he's kind of like smirking yeah. and laughing because it's like the guy's like trying to trying to break him <laughs> and he's here mm-hmm. mm-hmm. next yeah you got anything better i, I like his reason <laughs> he went man how did that know how went, dude i'm a sumo like that's not a reason but he's just like i'm sumo mate <laughs> right again i'm i'm kind of confused though is is was he japanese no, or was no, he like hawaiian Maui? no he's hawaiian why he was hawaiian oh so i mean hawaiian yeah. is, is technically japanese right that's fine, yeah, that's fine. he was hawaiian and he was kind of in the running to become the next that's a plot point that i need to bring up so the reason <laughs> balrog and honda were that were <laughs> We're helping Chung Lee out was because M. Bison went out his way to destroy their fighting career for some reason. He's like, yeah, I was going to be the champ and then Bison stopped me. Like, why? <laughs> why was that even a thing? I don't know, but um, I have just, uh, on my IMDb little search here, have discovered something that makes me incredibly happy. Um, <gasps> right. So, this guy who directed this film, uh, the Street Fighter film, and wrote it, he's actually done some other really fucking good films that you like. <gasps> oh my god. He wrote Die Hard. What? <laughs> he wrote Commando. Oh my god! He did one of my favorite fucking films of all time, Hudson Hawk. Oh my goodness. He did 48 Hours. I like 48 Hours as well. Oh my goodness. Sorry, I had to go and look like, at it now. Running Man. Holy he shit, did, this guy needs like he did, the screenplays for so many good films. He did Judge Dredd. Beverly Hills like, Cop 3. Like, I mean, uh, you're, you're getting into some bad oh, area oh. there, Chris. But, I like <laughs> like, Cop 3. Right, but honestly, have you have you seen Hudson Hawk? Yes. Like, that's right, the, okay. I, I feel that's like... That's the um, Bruce Willis movie, isn't it? And he's like yep. a spy right. or something, if I'm remembering it correctly, or like a secret agent type thing. Yeah, but no not really he's 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 a career criminal that gets kind of put into uh, yeah, a secret yeah, yes, agent role yes, yes, yeah. yes. but it's it's so well set up again that's another character film where so many characters get to breathe and like have their own personalities it's kind of like almost i would relate it to metal gear solid okay like if you think about like the the foxhound unit where everyone's all these kind of unique characters that are like special agents and have their own powers and stuff that's what hudson hawk does perfectly like it's <laughs> such a good film what? man this guy needs more credit i can't even say his name steven de souza yeah souza something like that yeah either way you, you're amazing yeah. you've made you made so many great films yeah. like thank you i can't believe what stuff that he's written <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Like, like I didn't even know how this guy even existed. It just shows you how much you don't pay attention to the writers. Yep. I mean, because I, I didn't actually really like think about it too often, and then I saw he was the director and the writer. I was like, whoa, wait a minute! Like, <laughs> what else has he been up to? Yeah. That is such a that's a great line of credits yep. there. You have made my childhood, even. You, you actually <laughs> yes. built my childhood. So good for you. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. What a guy. So, any final thoughts on Street Fighter before we start wrapping this up? Before I bust uh, into tears again of laughter. I just I just think it's... it's took me by surprise. Yeah. I'll tell you that, right? I After watching Mortal Kombat, I seem to remember really enjoying Mortal Kombat as a kid and thinking the Street Fighter movie was kind of dumb, right? And now as an adult, I think this, the Mortal Kombat movie is kind of dumb. And the Street Fighter movie is actually a work of comedy genius, and it is a lot of fun. Like for anyone, any age, it's so fun. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have nothing else to add to that. You summed that up perfectly. It's like I was actually so disappointed watching Mortal Kombat again. 
because that kind of childhood whimsy I had of it got kind of dragged mm. away. Watching this, thinking the exact same thing was going to happen to me, when all it did was amplify the 10-year-old in me and loved every minute, mm. you know, like, sitting there, just pissing myself laughing. I'm getting all the jokes now that I never got. Loved it. I would recommend it to actually anybody. Like, if you want a fun ride through the 90s, watch this. This yeah. is, like, up there. Yeah, he was also in Hudson Hawk, yes. Nice. Like, honestly, he, he, he's fantastic in Hudson Hawk as well. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man. Well, can we watch Hudson yes, Hawk? Yes, I'm down for that. We'll, I'm just, we'll see if we can find it on some of like, the streaming sites. Because, and... man, like, and this always happens to us. Like, we get, like, one, one film and somehow we spawn into different branches. Like, Mortal Kombat brought us here. And now I want to kind of, I want to leap to Hudson yep. because I, that movie needs a lot more credit. Like, I feel like it's really underrated film and i don't know why anyone wouldn't like okay. it well like, that seems to be we'll try and find that for next week so hopefully next week will be the hudson hawk friday film hopefully we'll see how the week goes to see if we can find it or not man like are we still gonna do our Shaun of the dead thing sometime this week because I've, I've forgotten the movie already <laughs> we can push it off to another time and we can do a different we can do something completely different so oh my god like because honestly watching this movie has just made yeah. me like I'm so happy I've forgotten everything yeah. else in the world. Oh, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. We can do a Shaun of the Dead. Just for reference to everybody, the reason we're doing Shaun of the mm -hmm. Dead was because I forgot that we've done Shaun of the Dead already. <laughs> this was in a previous like incarnation of our podcast. Yeah. We had uh, I done uh, Shaun of the Dead break. I thought you were saying that was our first one. Yeah, it was one. our first one. So yeah. I would, do you know what? I'd like to go back to that, but we'll go back to that way down the line because I think it'd be a really fun trip to, so, like, quite far down the line we'll think of something else for our if, if we can make it a year we'll do it yeah oh man you're you're wishful thinking you're as wishful thinking as me doing the simpsons one with michael for three years because that's how long it would take <laughs> oh my god have you actually panned out the timeline for michael, so, so when I, I brought that up to michael i went michael let's do the simpsons and he went yeah cool sarcastically i was like awesome because i didn't get the sarcasm and he went you do realize i'd take three and a half years right and I was like, oh, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> right. Apparently, right. according to Thomas, we need to do more video game films. All right, cool. Right, give me give me some suggestions that don't make me want to tear my eyes out. Because that's all I'm looking yeah. for. Like, um, um, let's watch the Angry Video Game Nerd movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently that exists, I forgot. Why don't it? we do the original Lara Croft film? With Angelina Jolie. Uh... Yeah, I could do that. And I think that, like, Ina really wanted us to get into Uva Bowl okay. movies. Yeah, I'm down for all Where the... Are you? Are yes. you? Have, you seen... Have you seen one? Yes. <laughs> that was a Resident Evil guy, right? Oh, that's Paul Anderson. Right. He did, he did right. Mortal Kombat. Right, so who's Uva Bowl? What did he do? Mortal Kombat? Was that what we were saying? No. What did he do then? No, no, that was... We just had that oh, like one second ago. I told you it was Paul so, Anderson sorry. did Resident right. Evil and Combat. Mortal Kombat. Sorry, I, I missed the thing. Right. Right, so. Uva Bull um, did every cheap, shitty movie you could imagine that exists. Okay. Right, so he did... Let me see if I can find like his full list. Uh, yeah, that's producer. I'm looking for a director, right? Because there is a lot. So, uh, I'm trying to see where it starts. We've got Blood Rain. We've got House of the Dead. Uh -huh. We've got Alone in the Dark. We have Postal. We have a second Blood Rain film. And we've spoken about this. We have. I remember. I'm remembering. I'm remembering. Far, Far Cry. <gasps> yeah. Um, I'm sure he did like a few more. Uh, as as a third Blood Rain film. Oh, thank fuck. Um, he's definitely done a, a few more, and I can't remember okay. all of them off my top of my head. But like, they're all terrible. Like, he also uh, took up any other kind of properties he could find. Like. D and D and all that kind of stuff, and just made garbage out of them. Well, that could be interesting. But yeah, mm -hmm. I am I am very happy with going down the video game route movies for a bit. This Michael's not here, okay. And I like to see you suffer. It's fun to watch you suffer. Thanks. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> One day, I I'm gonna see if someone's someone's made a a film of like Total War or something like that just to upset <laughs> you. Find some video game franchise you fucking. Well, want. they kind of have. That's called Red Cliffs. 
Oh, there's one here called Forbidden Kingdom. Do you like, do you like anything called Forbidden Kingdom? Uh, I've seen Forbidden Kingdom. Is that a video game nope. you've played? For, is it Forbidden Kingdom <laughs> with Jackie Chan? Uh, no. No, because it's a Forbidden... Oh, actually... Oh, they've actually had to change the name in other regions to Forbidden Empire, oh. apparently, because it to not to compete with the Forbidden Kingdom starring Jackie Chan. You know what? For the I thought that was an okay film for the film they brought Jackie Chan and Jet Li together. I thought that was quite cool. Around the two biggest. But you, right, you know what I actually really want to watch? I want to watch the Mario Brothers movie because oh, yes! I can't remember a yes! fucking thing about it. Right? We will need to find like a DVD of that somewhere because. A VHS yeah. rip if anyone's got yeah. one. We need to find it somewhere, right? Okay. I'm I'm making a decision. Executive decision. We're doing Mario next weekend. I'll find I'll cool. find it somewhere. Well, I'll, I'll pay for it if it's on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I'll fucking do fuck, it. Yeah. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> We're watching Mario. We don't care if it's good or not. <laughs> yeah. Right, so My God. Okay. Can't wait. So next week, guys, you're in for a treat. We're gonna watch Mario and I think it's gonna be interesting. I'll be kind. Gonna be are we, are we going to call this video game month? Yeah, yeah. Are we did just doing video game month? Yeah, July will be July gaming month or whatever. I don't. There's no word. Yeah, there's no there's no good title there, is there? But no. we're going to do video games, yeah, well. and it's a shame because I think Michael would enjoy talking about video game films. But fix your internet, Michael. Yeah. Well, if you're not got like 4G, <laughs> what's wrong with you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Probably would actually work better than his Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michael, if you ever watch us, we love you and we can't wait to have you back. <laughs> okay. With uh, no less than 400 megabits of download. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Mark, thank you for joining me on this two-person Friday film thing. Two-person. Two there, there, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've been working on it. I'm working on the outro. Yeah, clearly. Mm-hmm. It's wait a minute. Forgot. Wait. Right here we go. Got it. I was just keeping these in suspense. It's always a pleasure. And we, we's the worst. Bye guys. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs>